0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lifter, we have a Lifter. Marty West, welcome to Pillars of Community.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Bill. Happy to be here.
0: Glad to have you. Um, I was thinking the last time I ran India was over at Columbia. And you said that you were working, I think her name was Helen? Right. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you you say you work with her twice a week. What what do you guys do?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, when I look back on my life, uh, and you're obviously much younger than I am, but probably when I was growing up, fitness was not a big uh, part of our lives. Uh, We played golf. We Um, played a game and then we went in and had a beer or Coke or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be afterwards and we didn't think about it. Uh, So many of the young people, so many athletes today, they play and then they go work harder at it and and continue to uh, condition their body. And uh, so at age 55, I started having some back issues and uh, fortunately was introduced to uh, a trainer at that time and uh, she did a great job of rebuilding my core i'd let the core uh uh, atrophy and uh so the back was struggling and uh, the question was would i need uh soft shoes or would i be able to be able to really play golf going forward and by starting this exercise program uh that enabled me to to continue to play golf and uh i've been very thankful for that and helen uh first had one uh young lady um Named Anna, who helped me for 15 plus years, and uh, and then uh, Helen has been doing it for the last five years at Columbia Country Club. She's one of the trainers there, and we basically do core exercises, uh, get the heart pumping a little bit, and then uh, you know the planks and the uh, push-ups and the, uh, you know a number of exercises uh, with weights to try and uh, keep you keep you. Um, Flexible, I think as much as anything, I'm not trying to create any bulk, obviously bulk, uh, you know, is not necessarily the greatest things for golfers. And certainly golfers today, uh, have made a big commitment to fitness, taking after tiger and, uh, seeing how that really fits into, uh, longevity.
0: Yeah. Um, the, I almost feel like the term core 20 or 20 years ago, it wasn't even a term. You know, it's like you, you work, you're gonna work, you're gonna run maybe a little bit. You'll do some walking, you need some sit ups, but like for golf and for a lot of most all sports, you know, core is is the is the core.
1: Well, it's extremely important, and obviously, golf. If you're trying to elevate elevate shots or whatever, and you go down after it, you know, you need that core to be strong. And uh, and you know, the young guys on the tour are hitting the ball so much farther and yes it's equipment but it's also the flexibility and their strength in their legs and their backs and in that area and you don't get that without working at it amen
0: um so we have some interesting golf weather out there today i would say this is kind of uh, some across the pond like british opener Open championship kind of weather do you like uh you like playing in this kind of stuff
1: well, I mean, you know, as long as it's not raining, uh, it's it's I'm fun. It's fun to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, the conditions. Obviously, after the rain we had yesterday, the fairways and the uh, golf course is going to be wet, um, and you'll slosh around a little bit. But the sun's supposed to come out either this afternoon, and uh, you know, I think then it'll be uh, pretty nice.
0: I think so too. Um, do you like uh, when you, when you go, have you played over in Europe?
1: I've had a couple opportunities to play in England, yeah. um, and uh, in some matches I went over in uh, 1973, I believe, to play in the British Amateur, which was a nice experience at Royal St George's, and uh, that was a, that was a good time. And then uh, uh, had the opportunity to play in the Walker Cup match in uh, 1979 at uh, Muirfield um, in Edinburgh.
0: Cool. Um, different style of golf, huh?
1: Well, certainly, uh, Royal St. George's was, uh, the, you know, the, there are no, like, they're less than, um, probably 5% of their golf courses have any kind of watering system. Uh-huh. So the ball will runs on the ground a lot more than you have here in the United States. In other words, if you fly that ball into the green, it's not going to stop. It's going to keep on going. So you have to find ways to land up in front of the green and run it in as opposed yeah. to flying it in. Interesting. Uh, it's a, so it is a different game. And obviously, uh, they build all their golf courses along the ocean out uh, uh, out on the outer part of the country as opposed to the inner part where so many of our golf courses are. And so uh, it, you have wind and, and more of the elements than you have here in the United States.
0: Why do you think, is that just the way it, it began Putting the courses on the coast.
1: Yeah, I think that's that, that's where they put it. Uh, you know, uh, when you really think about the United States, we look at the coastline. We look at that. That's an opportunity to develop, mm-hmm. so that you can have your uh, your condos, mm-hmm. your houses, uh, whatever it might be. So you're looking out at the ocean. Right. Whereas over there, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have the kind of weather we have, and so maybe they think that who would want to be. Uh, You know on the beach and uh, Mm -hmm. right there So they put their golf courses there
0: Makes sense sense. Uh, You'll walk You'll walk 18 holes. I don't know if you're going to sit there On like a lawn chair and like look at the ocean Or uh, the beaches aren't much of a thing Um, But uh, What uh, Of your um, I see you're wearing a sweater Is that Pine Valley? That is Pine Valley Yes. That's not a bad course huh?
1: Well, I was fortunate when I was uh, 30 that they had a program for junior guest members, and um, the idea was that if you joined, uh, rather than it was a five-year wait at that time, um, you would go to the top of the list at 32, and they and I looked at my wife, and I said, I, I don't know uh, what's wrong with this. I've got to do this, and so fortunately, I made a move at the right time, and uh, Pine Valley, as you note, uh, is one of the the top uh, golf courses in the world, one of the top three or four, depending mm-hmm. on who you're talking to. Right. So I'm very blessed to have a membership there and have continued to, to uh, be a member for many years. And uh, it's always, uh, it's it's not uh, hard to find people who if you want to go, to go with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Not many people <laughs> would turn down the invitation to Ryan right. Valley.
1: I had, uh, I had one- uh, Has anyone ever? <laughs> Well, I'm I was just to tell you a story. I had a a a friend who was one to go and we've been working on a date and we got this date and he called back. He said he said, "Dad, if it wasn't my daughter getting married that Saturday, I'd be there, but I think I got a show." <laughs>
0: Other than like, your daughter's wedding, you know, there aren't that many things that you can reschedule. You know? uh,
1: that that one that one you're not rescheduling.
0: No, no. What do you think makes Pie Valley so attractive and so highly rated?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's the golf course. Huh? The golf course is unique. Uh it's uh, um uh it's different than a lot of golf courses and it's uh, very picturesque. Each hole is is very pretty. Um and you know the, the they do a great job of serving their members and their members guests. Uh, so if you bring people with you, uh they have a great time. The food is great. The uh, you know there's uh, drinks there there's a great practice area and um in the, all the golf is basically walking caddies and the whole experience is very positive uh and the interesting thing is they basically block internet so uh you can't do business while you're on uh on the property and uh so it's uh just a uh just a golf opportunity a, a golf day or a golf couple days and uh, a lot of, uh, men enjoy that opportunity. Now, I will tell you that women are not uh, allowed on the property except for Sunday at 12 o'clock. So it's a little bit of a throwback. Um, and, uh, but, uh, so they don't have facilities for women. Right. Um, and, uh, actually I, I didn't even know that when I joined it. Um, but, uh, um, you know, they, they do have the opportunity. A number of women will will be there on Sundays at 12. And uh, the golf course has a lot of forced carries where you have to carry the ball 180 yards to get to the fairway. And other than that, it's uh, scrub p- pines and, uh, and sand. And so people just walk through it. So if you can't carry it that 180 yards, uh, it's almost like you can't play the golf course because the ball ends up in footprints or scrub
0: pine or whatever. Um makes sense. Um You would you say um of, of the the whole the Pine Valley <clears throat> um excuse me. The holes down there is it, would you say it's similar to Columbia at all the the layout of the course?
1: Well, the, the similarity actually is uh in the greens. Uh the greens are uh, a, uh, Poana, um, mm-hmm. bent mixture, uh, pushed up greens, uh, and, uh, from that perspective, it's similar to Columbia and you can get the, the speed that you have at a Columbia country club on the greens and the challenge that, that, uh, takes, but, uh, um, you know, and it, it does have, uh, topography where you've got some elevation and some small greens, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's more of, uh, of, you hit it from this spot to that spot at the, rather than having fairway or rough between you. You've you've got a lot of, as I said, force carries over water or
0: sand or something like that. you to be, You got to, to be a shot maker. Yep. I, just, I watched uh, the TPC, and that's definitely a favorite. you got to be a shot maker there, huh?
1: Well, you don't you, know where you're hitting it. I think so. I mean, that 17th hole is always fun to watch and so to fun. see those guys uh, try and play that hole.
0: So you played at uh, UNC undergrad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, down in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how'd you get... I mean, your father, uh, the big M, right? Right. He was a big golfer. Um, so you, did you get into golf kind of growing up? You went to land, You went to Landon in high school, right? Right. And did you play? Did you play when did you start playing?
1: Well, um you know, like you, I was, uh, able to grow up at Columbia country club. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, I had the opportunity to try the facilities there. I tried swimming and, uh, I had the perfect birthday. I was nine and swimming the eight and unders and I still uh-huh. finished dead last. Um, obviously I knew that wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> I went across the street and tried tennis uh-huh. and, uh, I, you know, did the, uh, What uh, Mr. Geltz's uh, tennis clinic and thought I was doing okay and then this guy uh, Freddie McNair came along who was a couple years younger than me and he uh, gave me 30 love uh, a game and uh, 5 love lead and I still got beat so I had to find another sport and I went over at age 12 or 13 and uh, started uh, playing golf and so uh, golf was something my dad enjoyed and so I was taking after him to some degree he was uh, probably at his best was um, upper single digits, seven, eight, whatever. And uh, but he loved to compete. And um, uh, I guess I got that competitive gene from him. And uh, I think we as young men all look for something to be good at. And so I worked at golf um, and it's, you know, it didn't come right away. But uh, around 16, it started to uh, start to make some progress.
0: So, um, and then you have a fair amount of uh, amateur titles to your name. Um, the last one you won is it '97? Uh, Maryland Amateur. Yeah, Maryland Amateur. Yeah, that's the one. Um,
1: yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah,
0: and that was right around when your dad was sort of faltering, right? So mm, that, he that, had cancer. Yes, that must have been a special win. Uh, and your dad, your dad, like kind of maybe similar to my dad, he loved coming down. I would, we talked earlier. I went to Duke to watch me play um, lacrosse. And your dad enjoyed watching you play golf. I would imagine
1: there's no doubt about that There are many stories about my father and his Cadillac driving around the golf course at Columbia Country Club to get to different spots uh to see and you know you'd see a car driving over on the hard to believe now, but he'd be over on the fourth back of the third green in his car watching, and you're going in his Cadillac in his Cadillac and people just shake their head and you know they knew who it was.
0: But, <laughs> Back when you can get away with
1: stuff. He, uh, he didn't need a golf cart. He had his car. <laughs> reputation precedes him.
0: Yeah, that generation. I remember my grandfather, Ed Webb, Ed Webster, like pa- parking in the median and, and putting on his flashes and running in for like a quick a lunch and coming back and, and nobody messed with his car. You know, Stories like that abound to that generation. Right, you right. Know? It's funny. Yeah. Um, so what is it about, I mean, you started golfing. You knew young. Your dad golfed. You grew up uh, very much sort of like in, in, a, in a close-knit family and everything, so it makes sense that you kind of you emulate your dad. I think all good households, you, the parents are good role models for their, their children. Um, but what is it about golf that has, has attracted you and continues to light your fire?
1: Well, I mean, again, I think you you do try and find something you're good at. Um, yeah. um, you know, we uh as men I think we like to be successful uh whether that might be at business, whether that might be as a as a parent, um, whether that means in some kind of sport. Uh golf always seemed to me to be something you could play for your life, uh and so that attracted me to golf. Uh and then uh y- you got to the point where there were always people who are a little bit better than you were and so you keep trying to compete with them to where you could maybe be as good as. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a junior team at Columbia. I wanted to be on the junior team. And finally, at age 16 and 17, I was able to be one of the two guys on the team. Um, and then uh, we, uh, you know, I was able to have some success in high school playing on the golf team. You know, I started as I think Landon actually didn't have a golf team till my freshman year in high school and I had to play baseball and play golf that year mm-hmm. um and then I was able to play golf my uh sophomore junior and senior year and the IAC um had a, a golf uh, team competition so that qualified because at landed probably like prep mm-hmm. you had to play a sport every every uh trimester mm-hmm. um and so um and you know I had I obviously had some success in that in high school and wanted to see if I could play a little bit in, in college. And so I wanted to go south. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I applied to Princeton for my father. I applied to Duke for me. And I applied to North Carolina for um, my safety school. Uh-huh. Now, my sons would ask, how could that possibly be? How could there be a safety school? But anyway, uh, I, and I just look at them and say, well, times were different then. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Carolina was was the only one that accepted me. Uh, so I ended up, uh, happy to be now a graduate of the university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And, uh, I will tell you the Duke coach kept asking me, did you really apply here? And I said, yes, I did. So Probably, um, you
0: held to that, that little chip yeah. when, you, when, you, when you went on down tobacco road and played the, the devils. I'm sure.
1: Well, they're, they're prove. Good, they were good friends. They're good friends. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, that's sort of a cool thing about golf. Uh, you meet a lot of uh, nice people my dad uh used to say about lacrosse it's like uh, <laughs> my dad and my mom still to this day have the term PLUs, people like us that just sort of like view the, the world or just like you know people that you, you naturally sort of get along with and um golf tends to attract um a lot of people like that i'd, I'd say
1: well i mean i've i've used the analogy with friends that uh probably the number of people that i have not enjoyed playing golf with i could put on one hand how about that interesting and you know that's now let's see 13 and uh that's almost 60 years yeah. um you know there's a there, there's a sense of camaraderie there's a sense of understanding um you know and as long as uh uh people don't uh, take themselves too seriously and yeah. and get uh, i don't know ornery Uh, you know, we all, we've all hit bad shots. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, almost like a, there's the etiquette piece and just, um, yeah, uh, go for, go for a four hour walk, try to hit that little white ball as best you can into the, into those holes, you know, and, and be nice and respectful while you do it. Uh, and you, by doing so, you learn a lot of important life lessons.
1: Well, I mean, certainly, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, it's not a game of perfect, obviously, in the game of golf. And, a lot of moving uh, parts. And the guys who are able to maximize the opportunities uh, and minimize the, the mistakes are the ones who are successful. Uh, you know, you look at the guys on the professional tour; they they average hitting thirteen greens around, and you know, the good amateur golfer am- averages hitting thirteen greens around, but. The good amateur golfer shoots 71. The pro shoots 65 mm-hmm. uh, because they know how to get the ball in the hole and they they putt it better and they chip
0: it better and they score better. When you get to that level, the little things are are magnified. You're talking about like you know four made putts and four missed putts the between an amateur and a pro every uh, round.
1: Exactly right. Um, and you know uh i'm sure that if you were to really look at lacrosse and uh you were to break down a game there'd be that situation where the guy moved left and you didn't get there quite as fast as you should have and you could have stopped what ended up being a goal and it's it's those little things that you learn and you in technique and in practice uh, to try and uh, become better long term
0: yeah as you as you refine as you almost refine anything, you know, once you get to a certain spot, going from a, maybe a 20 handicap to a 15. Okay. And it gets harder and harder If you go from 15 to a 10. It gets harder and harder to go from 10 to a five and so on and so forth. Uh, and when you get low to, if, to get, to, to grab another stroke handicap, if, if that's your goal, it's it's almost, it, 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 the difficulty like magnifies as you get lower
1: well and you and if you're really trying to improve your golf game, I mean if you're really trying to change your handicap, you probably should spend more time working on your chipping and putting than you are trying to trying and figure out how to hit it from two fifty to two eighty absolutely um you know it's it's a short game uh the the good players know how to score yes, and uh the good lacrosse players uh, the tack men yeah. know how to shoot to score
0: how to score you got to get it in there, you know. If you're defense, I play defense, and we're a long way from the, the scoring opportunity. Um, yeah, our coach used to say, um, uh, if you, but how, but if you, if we make a, a mistake on our end, it's usually going to end up in a goal because the their attackman will get it, and, and it's right next to the goal, you know. But we're trying to get the ball all the way down there to the other side so our guys can put it in the goal. But as you get closer and closer to the goal. M- uh, the little things matter, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing with golf. I would think, you know, you rip a drive. Great. Hit the approach. All right. But you just get, as you, as you approach your goal, which is the cup, um, you kind of like get a little bit more nervous because that's when it really counts, you know?
1: Well, that, I think that, um, uh, I think you try if you're not a little nervous or something wrong, mm-hmm. but that's more at the start of a around, um, you know, when you're when you have a five footer or something to, to win the U.S. Open, not that I've ever had that, but uh, or a match or something like that. You know, you have to put the results out of your mind and go back to what I've done for five years, 10 years, whatever, and stay positive. You know, everybody today now have got these uh, uh, <laughs> positive coaches, these uh, psychological yeah. coaches now. Yeah. You know, we back in my day, you know, we didn't have any of that. We didn't have fitness. We didn't have – You are your own uh, coach. You know, you just had to keep trying to stay positive and, yes. and uh And – but you need to see you know, see yourself succeeding, and that was the thing you tried to do.
0: You fall back on what you've done so many times. You fall back on your training. You've done it, you know – Uh, You can't even count how many times, but like, yeah, the, the, the coaches now, the um, you're sort of your sports psychologist. um, It's, it's all the same sort of deal. What you just said, it's just staying positive and remembering how much time you put in and uh, thinking that you're going to make the putt.
1: There was a great story about Jack Nicholson made a comment uh, that he never missed a a putt on the last hole that was important. And, The reporter asked him, well, Jack, what about the 1968 U S open? And you missed that eight footer on the last hole. And Jack said, I didn't miss it. (laughs) His, his comment was that, you know, in his mind, he didn't miss it. And, you know, he just saw himself always making it. Yeah. And even today, even though he didn't make it and you know, that's just, I don't know. It's a great line. It's a great uh, line. I'm not exactly sure of the story, but a story I heard. And, uh, I, you know you you try and replay that in your own mind uh um that you know i'm going to i'm going to be successful
0: and, and then to have that mindset like yeah you he missed it literally, but in his mind he didn't that allows anyone to overcome that obstacle and to get right back and not be down and to keep keep working right you know right almost like it was a success so um with the uh First off, Columbia. What's your favorite hole? You got one? Um,
1: you know, I think the golf course is a nice mixture of length uh, and short holes. Uh, obviously, Columbia's uh, the reason Columbia is so good is the are the fair are the greens. I yeah, mean, yeah. the slope on the greens and the the necessity to keep the ball below the hole. It'll be interesting to see the the girls' junior there this yep. summer and how they handle that. Um, and uh, I guess my favorite hole um, would probably be, um, I think from the back tees, that fourth hole is just such a good mm-hmm. golf hole uh, that challenges you both in length. And you, uh, you, again, cannot get the ball above the hole uh, with a, you know, past the hole because uh, being able to two-putt is, is very difficult.
0: Yeah, it's very, there's a lot of danger on that hole. <clears throat> and down, down the chute, no, those, that lower tee pad, from right. the tips is over two hundred yards. Easy, right. It's two forty.
1: Like well, it's, if you go all the way back, it's two forty, and uh, it's probably in the two ten area it's so from the from yeah. the other team.
0: Yeah, and and also since it's lower, you gotta you gotta um, compete like the elevation. You know, mm-hmm. the upper tee pad, you kind of shoot down on it. Isn't it true? is it true? I've heard that you 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 want if you want to miss on that hole, you miss short. Right. Do you usually go for that? Well, I mean, I think
1: if you're between clubs, you want to obviously take the club that's going to keep you on the front portion of the green as opposed to the back portion of the green
0: but or left is hard too in those, those moguls over there
1: well that's that's why you know that's why it's a tough golf hole it's yeah. uh you know it's it's a good challenge and uh and uh par is a good number oh yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah
1: there there are a number of people who say that uh Marty West always says that you got, always come up short. You know they they uh, give me credit for that. Oh, I don't that. I don't remember ever saying it, but uh, the caddies and the members all yeah. give me credit for it. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I kind
0: of, I wasn't. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Is there any is there any hole that you're not especially fond of on the course?
1: Not really. I mean, you know, I uh, Columbia Country Club is unique in my mind. I mean, I've played there now for 60 years, in effect. Yeah. And I enjoy going out and playing the golf course uh, every time. It's, I don't get tired of it. Uh, you've got the topography means you're going to have a different uh, uh, type shot uh, every time you you play, and and that makes it fun. You've got the smallish greens. You've got uh, you know the the challenge of shot making and knocking on the greens. And if not then you're working on your short game working so short game. um uh, you know i think it's uh, i think it's a golf course that uh, you can really enjoy now uh, I'll, I'll i'll throw this back at you and if i were the guy who's hitting it uh 300 to 320 i'm not sure the columbia country club would be the golf course that uh is as much fun because then you end up hitting a lot of wedges and things like that and mm-hmm. uh i like you know, at my age and where I'm hitting the ball in the two fifty to two sixty area, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've got the long holes and I've got the uh, the short holes and the mixture, and that makes it fun.
0: Challenges all the aspects yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um. What uh? How many how many how many grandkids do you have? You um, yeah, no,
1: love to talk about my grandkids. Uh, it's one of the great things as you get older. Uh, to see your kids become parents yeah. and then to see them have kids and see how how uh, how they're doing. Uh, but we now have five. We uh, have um, uh, one uh, son. And my son, Marty, is yeah. uh, up in Boston, and he's got three. He's got a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and now uh, a six-week-old. So a yeah. little bit of a, a surprise, but uh, yeah. we're excited about that. I just had the opportunity that my wife last weekend to go up and meet uh, Henry, uh, Henry Adams West, mm-hmm. so that was exciting and then uh, my son Derek who used to be in a play group with That's you right. way That's back right. when That's right. when you were a toddler, two or three Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anyway he is living in Nashville and he has a 11 uh, year old daughter and a uh, 8 year old son
0: you are a uh, family man um, uh, what I, uh, well, the reason why I asked that question about grandkids when you when you walked in the house just a little bit ago, um, we were talking, and then there was like a little person. The little one, the kids ran through, and you and you quickly waved to them. It seems that uh, then we we just talked to Millie and Nora. Um, that you know, you're excited. Grandkids excite you. Kids excite you.
1: Well, I think kids excite you. I mean, they're 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 so. Um, Uh, they're interested in what you're doing they're interested in you uh they've got a natural curiosity they all always in my mind are always smiling always happy and uh you know that's a great time of life and uh so anything you can do to encourage them to uh show them a little uh, love and uh interest uh it just gets multiplied
0: so much back to you so, totally true uh they put a smile on your face you know you see them smiling and then you have to you, you can't not smile back um that's uh you learn and you learn a lot you can learn a lot from kids. I was talking yesterday maybe two years ago yeah no yesterday morning about you know there's a lot we 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 teach we we consider ourselves the teachers, but we're also the student very much so when to to learn the honesty and the and the the truthfulness and the innocence that kids possess and to, to, those are good lessons for us to, to take to heart agreed 100 percent um so you're are you excited to gear get back on the golf course you said you're flying to florida and yeah i mean you haven't played necessarily this year yet but you're ready to dust off the things
1: well you know historically uh i've w- through my life i have sort of taken off from middle of october end of october till middle of march um uh. It just, uh, you know, I hit it pretty hard and when we had the kids, uh, my wife was more than happy to to let me play golf and, you know, she took a lot of the responsibilities during golf season Um, and yet, you know, I I was very uh, um, focused on making sure that I was playing golf and practicing or I was at home. I wasn't... uh, in the grill room mm-hmm. having three or four pops and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, that, you know, I, I, I think you have to be, have that communication with your wife and make sure you're both on the same page. And, uh, you know, I, I married well, and I'm very uh, blessed by that. Um, but, uh, so it's now getting towards the end of March and, uh, uh, April brings golf matches and, uh, we have team matches at Columbia country club, whether it be, the A team or the senior team. So I want to make sure that I have some form of golf and uh, of a golf game. And fortunately my wife and I have a place in Florida near a place yeah, that yeah. your family has. Yeah. And uh, cause our parents were, were friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm going to get down there and uh, in today's world, you can work from uh, 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 v- virtually uh, so you don't need to be in the office. And so I'll be able to, work and still play some golf. And, uh, you know, it looks like we're going to have good golf, good golf weather here, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be
0: even better in Florida. I mean, it's not a bad place to start swinging them, you know. Right. Where do you like to play down there?
1: Well, uh, not a member, but uh, my dad was a member of Pine Tree, so I, I try and maybe get over there. I've got some friends there. Cool. I've got a game set up for, um, uh, um, uh, for um, Banyan. Uh, with Uh a client and then i've got another one uh set up for um and i'm Bear lakes cool so i've got i've got three rounds set up for seven days and, and i'll hit some balls uh at some practice area during that time
0: wonderful uh, let's talk about short game work. Ever play that part three on the ocean? You like that one?
1: Well, that's where I'm actually going to practice is uh, hit balls on the range.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've
1: never played the part three course,
0: so but it's fun. need to do that sometime. You should. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to play with you. That's kind of more – That's I, I grew up around – at Columbia, but I learned uh, – I played a lot down uh, over the summers down at Bethany Beach. I would play a little part three course down there. Mm-hmm. So I have an affinity for part three courses. <laughs> and that you know, that um that part three down in Palm Beach has like four right up on the ocean, you know. It's expensive it's, property. It's, it's unbelievable. It's still a golf course is not developed, which is great. Knock on wood. Well, um,
1: and I, as I understand it, they can't develop it.
0: Yeah, it's county. I mean, yeah, that's good. Keep it keep it as such. Yeah. Um, you so you and your wife met um in church. Um, Yeah,
1: I got involved at uh, Fourth Presbyterian Church. They had a fantastic youth program, a very uh, dynamic uh, youth pastor. Uh, I had grown up uh, in the Episcopal Church, but uh, didn't really have any understanding uh, of of what the gospel message was or um, what role religion should play. Uh, My parents weren't very active. And uh, this youth group uh, gave me an opportunity at an all-boys school to meet some girls. And so I went over there with uh, a, a single purpose, I think, to meet some girls. And I heard the gospel message, and uh, it changed my life. Um, you know, I became a, a believer, a, you know, a Christian, and uh, uh, Christ is my personal Savior. That was in my senior year of high school, and it changed my life. and is, uh Uh, was where my wife and I met as we were both part of that uh, college ministry. My wife actually grew up in Singapore. She did her uh, junior high and senior high there and uh, came to High Point uh, University uh, for her college, uh, having never seen High Point. And uh, she ran into some girls from the Washington area who encouraged her to come up here and uh, spend her uh vacations and summers uh up here. And so uh we were friends for four years. We happened to be in the same year of college and the youth group put us together and uh she was dating a friend of mine, but we were we were friends and finally uh, uh they broke up and my senior year uh we had one date uh uh during my senior year where she came over to Chapel Hill for a party and uh we had a nice time and she actually graduated from High Point and moved to Washington to come to work as the youth secretary at Fourth Presbyterian Church.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um so she was in town 5 minutes and I had a date with her to go to the to the Washington Redskins football game and uh um you know I I moved in very quickly uh, uh but uh I will tell you honestly she had no idea what first and 10 was so we had a, a <laughs> bit of an education to to uh, educate her about football.
0: I mean, you're a good teacher, I would imagine. You know, if you like kids. You know how to teach. Well, that's a cool story. Uh, and then you're still still active over at Fourth Presbyterian on River, right?
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, it's it's that's you know you it was a life change for me, um, and uh, we were married there. Um, and uh, as I said, my wife worked there for a couple of years. Uh, she's very involved in the women's ministry there. Yeah. And uh, I am an elder. I was a deacon there, and so you know uh it, it's very important to us um, you know our faith uh builds uh the relationship it gives us a foundation on which to to build our relationship and uh we're um, you know we try and uh, learn more about uh, our faith individual faith uh every day
0: It's a beautiful thing to do together, kind of like golf you know my uh my fiance debbie we went out to columbia. Um, A few days ago On a nice nice afternoon And we actually drove out To the shack Had a bite to eat And then practiced On that uh, The practice area out there Mm -hmm. Um, The first time She's played golf uh, Since growing up (laughs) I think she told the story Like Last time I played golf The club flew out of my hand (laughs) 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 She was so excited that She hit the ball And she Wanted to throw her hands In the air Or whatever it was But I I, I've never had a girlfriend Or a significant other um, That I've golfed with And it's like this could be a really fun thing to do together, mm-hmm. um, and you know with all, what I got onto that was when you were talking about um, your ministry over there at uh, at the church and stuff. So it's a it's a, it's a really special facet of life, um, and I think especially if you can do it with the person you love, you know.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, there's certainly couples and individuals we know very well uh, that are at the church and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, for a long time, uh, many of them didn't have any idea of, uh, my golf success or whatever, because mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's good. which is fine, which um, is
0: healthy. Yeah. You know, um, I think on that no, that's a good note to end on. Um, well, thanks for coming out, Marty. Oh, thank you. Thanks for being uh, letting me be here and no problem. good luck to you with uh, all you're doing. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Have fun in Florida and maybe we'll play that part three one of these days down there. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right.